Hello, everyone. This is Sandra Radvanoski, and you are listening to the CBH Podcast. Yes. Good morning. Oh, Wednesday, August 9th. Welcome to the CBH Podcast. I know I said I was going to check in from uh, Verona, but I was not set up for success. I thought I was. I brought a pared-down uh, version of my uh, rig here, and um, I was thwarted. Anyway, uh, I've been home, catching up, going to the doctor, going to the dentist, trying to get it all in. <laughs> this is what we do. We go home and we try to catch up as best we can. Um, you know, one of those things. It's so easy to just... Uh, you know, you're just trying to get appointments for regular life stuff. Anyway, went in for a cleaning. <laughs> went in for a cleaning, and, and very quickly the hygienist was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you don't want to hear uh-oh. Uh, but I have a, a cracked molar, and um, it was right underneath a, a filling that had been in the side of my tooth. You know, a filling I had done in the 80s, probably. Um uh, and the tooth had been drilled on two different sides, and they said, "Yep, that's cracked." And uh, you know, we have to if we if we crown it now, uh, then it won't be a, uh, it won't be a bigger problem later. So I'm going in for a crown today. It's my least favorite thing to do. I don't like that drill. I don't like the dentist. I don't like going. I know I'm not special. <laughs> Very few people just love to go, although the few people in my life that have never had any cavities ever are very annoying. They they seem to just happily waltz right in there, but um, I'm always I'm always under impending fear. I think that stems from being a kid and just having, look, we had cavities. It's the way it was, you know. I, I've got uh, six or seven fillings in my mouth, and it looks like they're all going to get replaced. <laughs> you know, they put these silver fillings in there, and there was mercury in there, and they said when the when they get hot or cold, just like in a thermometer, the mercury expands or or, or contracts, and uh, this has cracked my tooth. Oh, I'm just going to be tough about it. Just roll in, hit me with your best shot. I might be a little medicated, but I mean, we live in modern times. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to suffer. <laughs> it's not the pain. I really don't have a problem with the pain. I can handle the pain. It's uh, impending. It's the impending portion of the pain. It's it's the, when is it about to zap me? You know, it's that death grip on the chair. And I think they see me, you know, and I'm six foot four and 260 pounds. And um, and they just think, oh, this is, <laughs> this is a tough guy. I assure you, when it comes to that drill in my mouth, I am not tough. Oh, man. So I'm going to deal with that today. Just going to bust in and just, you know, be excited. Let the nerves just wash over me and... Um, and let uh, uh, <laughs> Xanax rule the day. <laughs> uh, but that's not till 3 o'clock. I'll be fine until then. My time in Verona was quick. I had one day home here. And uh, I'm home now. And and uh, one day and then immediately off to Verona the next day for, for nine nights, ten days. And um, it was a whirlwind. You know, promptly got there. Uh, didn't need me the first day. Second day I had a, had a costume fitting. Uh, third day I had... 
one of two scheduled staging sessions, and they were going to be two hours each. So I was being offered four hours of staging to jump into Aida, which is enough for something already in progress, truly enough, especially when you're dealing with the kind of pageant that Aida is. And uh, so I went into the rehearsal, and an hour later, we were done. <laughs> I had seen everything. I had, I had um, correctly performed in rehearsal to, uh, to the standards of the director, and she, she immediately uh, canceled the next day's rehearsal. So I had uh, two days off and then um, another show. I mean, the first show. And so with only one hour of rehearsal, I, I stepped into um, Aida at the uh, La Reina di Verona, and it was no fewer than 12,000 people in attendance, which is something to see. I mean, you're singing this old, you know, this old Coliseum. It was built in the year 30, 30. Not thirteen hundred, <laughs> not uh, not five hundred, not eighteen sixty. Thirty, three zero. That's when it was built, and it still stands. And uh, if we use the full capacity, they said it's closer to uh, thirty-five or forty thousand. But you know, we only use two thirds because of the excuse me the um, the, the setup of the opera. Twelve thousand paying customers, and what a joy! What. I mean, it's like a it's like a sporting event. You just feel this energy. You feel the people. You can there's a there's a buzz, and uh, you know we did we we put on a great show. I think um, you know this this production is um, uh, fairly stylized. It's kind of set on the moon or or it's or not the moon, but somewhere in outer space. There's like crashed crashed rocketry. <laughs> I couldn't explain it. I really couldn't explain it, but the people seem to love it. But it's a real pageant. And, um, you know, you're outside, and so you're dealing with the elements. Uh, we didn't start until 9.15. They wait for the sun to go down. But it, it's still boiling hot. And I get there, and I put my four layers on immediately. I'm sweating before I even get to the theater. And then they put four layers on me, and then they introduced this jacket that was not in the um, uh, fitting uh, it's a sort of a one-size-fits-all mantle, and um, they put this thing on me, and they quickly informed me that it weighed 25 kilos for, <laughs> for my American listeners. It's about 60 pounds. <laughs> you could see a picture of it. I, I'm barely, I'm barely keeping it up. The whole, the whole evening was me making sure that I didn't pass out. I was sweating so bad. Huge bottles of water were going in, and and I was not using the bathroom at all. So it was just sweat pouring out of me for a good five hours total. And then even two hours after the show, I was still sweating. And you're just like, is anybody monitoring heat exhaustion? You know, what is, what, what is, um, what is sunstroke? Is that a thing? Are we, <laughs> I couldn't even think about trying to sing beautifully. I just, that was completely autopilot. Just go, just, okay. Okay. Muscle memory just takes over and you, and you sing your part, but my brain was, stay on your feet, stay on your feet. <laughs> I know I had the heaviest costume in the show. I'm just going, don't hit the deck. You don't want to get famous for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Verona's got its own thing going on here. They, they, they fixed their Aida problem with, a, with another Aida production. And, and uh, don't, don't make headlines by, <laughs> by um, being the one that couldn't handle the costume. And they informed me that guys a lot smaller than me handled the costume. So then it was just ego in the way I had to <laughs> I had to pretend that it was nothing. But believe me, it was something. And you know, when the when the show is done and the audience let us have it, boy, twelve, thirteen thousand people. It sounds like a rock concert or a sporting event. The the 
the applause comes in waves. It's really very, very exciting. And uh, just awesome, you know, good colleagues. and went out to dinner afterwards. A, a great buddy of mine came in from Zurich, and, and we, we spent the day. And, um, you know, just, just great nights, great friends, great food, a beautiful city, a little hot. Uh, but, you know, it's a summer festival. What are you going to do? Uh, and then came home. I've been here. Buried in my Boca Negra score. That's what's next. Um, I guess I got about three weeks until that starts, um, which is which is I'll 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 be right on time in my in my um, memorizing. Not that I keep pushing this further and further, but I have I have come to understand that when push comes to shove, I can put music in my head. It's um, I think it's what we do. It's like a trick. It's a trick. Um, I'm a professional memorizer. That's really what I do. Uh, imagine putting 500 pages in your head. That's what I do. That's what all of us, that's what all of my people do. Now, 500 is an exaggeration. You're not singing on every page, but it's hundreds of pages. Uh, and I just keep adding new ones. And you go, when? <laughs> I feel like I feel like the brain just fills up at some point. <laughs> I know that's ridiculous, but you go, at some point, haven't I put enough in? Can't I, can't I just sing the things I know? That uh, it's not such a huge year in learning new stuff. The Boca Negra is new, and then I'll and then I'll do about nine, ten months of stuff that I've done before, which is fine by me, uh, and gives me all the time in the world to learn Don Carlos and Don Carlo, uh, which are happening both in the same season. So the French version and the Italian version all at once. Shop talk, you love it. Um, yeah, you know, wrapped up in in Iowa, the Bluebeard was such a gift. I loved it. It never felt like work, which was good because I was barely paid. <laughs> but thus is the um, the uh, the summer festival. That's how that goes. You you uh, you find art because you're not gonna find money. <laughs> uh, it never felt like work. Truly, never felt like work. I loved it. I looked forward to every rehearsal, every performance. It was a joy uh, and and a journey, and and one I'm not gonna soon forget. It was tough to go, to go from that. You know, singing for five hundred people um, to to singing for twelve, thirteen thousand—that uh, was a that was a jolt. You go right. This is completely disconnected. I mean, my 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 interactions, my facial um, uh, reactions were completely disconnected from the audience. It, it was just so much about where where do I stand now? What now? Go over here. Now go over here. We were so far away. The first the first row was the furthest away from me I've ever been. I mean, a hundred feet at least. You know, this stage was enormous, and, you, and we were set up in the middle of it. We weren't even at the lip of it, and so, and then this vast, expansive orchestra pit, and then, and then a, a you know, a good four feet behind the maestro was that first row. It was this huge expansion of space. So I never, I couldn't feel people's eyes, uh, and I quickly realized my other colleagues were also sort of communicating more openly on stage than normal. I mean, actually, you know, speaking to each other and and. Um, you know, I had a couple of helpers. There were a couple of um, dancers who were making sure that I was uh, exiting in the right places. There's a lot of exits on this stage, and you could goof it up. And so, because I was jumping in, I had people just looking out for me, which is wonderful. I've I've done the same thing for colleagues jumping in, and so you appreciate it when you just sort of make eye contact with somebody, and you kind of go, "Where do I go out? Where's the exit?" And they go, "Oh, down stage right." You know, and you you quickly pretend that that's what you were always going to do. <laughs> Uh, but uh, colleagues helping colleagues is a is a is a great and helpful thing, especially in the jump in. But I loved Verona. I have every intention to go back there. Um, alive, uh, opera felt alive and well there. It was, it was um, 
I think if the arena didn't exist and the summer festival didn't exist, Verona would be a, a, a neglected spot on the map. I don't. I'm not sure people. Would, there's not a ton of reason to go there. It's a cute little city. Um, there's some there's some aspects of it that were very beautiful. There's a river, of course, running through it. That's that was beautiful. And there's some, you know, uh, kitschy, tourist trappy, you know, Romeo and Juliet kind of stuff. But um, uh, you remove this festival, I think the whole thing comes undone very quickly. And so uh, it was fun to feel how alive and how important the opera was to the town. Uh, it was it was a well venerated and you know, as a singer living in America and working in America a lot, you 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 have to be reminded that there is an audience out there that is still going nuts for this really nuts and um you know we had Anna know trebko in our in our cast and and um uh she has her issues in the united states um she does not seem to have those issues in europe and and the audience went nuts for her and they should have because she put on a, an amazing show and uh, she's been nothing but a wonderful good colleague to me and and um that was it was um, uh, really fun to be in their in their performance and feel that audience because you know a lot of them are there for for Anna and and um, and uh, uh, they they showed it. It was really something, really beautiful. I love you for listening. Um, I'm gonna take a little vacation. I'm gonna go on a little week long vacation, see some family. I'm not gonna be with you. Uh, I'll be with you when I get back, uh, leading up to um, uh, my trip to uh, Philadelphia. I've been to Philadelphia in four and some odd years, almost four and a half, almost five years. I guess it'll be five. Damn. Oh, time goes by fast. But uh, looking forward to being back there with, with, uh, with some of my best friends. And um, yeah, that's it. I love you for listening. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks. Bye.